that's what it's all about is making a connection with another person and feeling good about yourself and representing uh, something that you're passionate about. So. But to go and to be able to transform into this different person that's not, uh, you know, necessarily a mom of three kids mm -hmm. cleaning up spills and getting, it, it's just, it, it's escaping. Right. Why, hello. Welcome to Cosplay and Cocktails. This is Paige. And I am, as always, Jesse. As always. Uh, welcome. That was my new catchphrase. I know. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. The sorry Hunger Games popped out oh, there. <laughs> I was thinking John Oliver. I That's didn't, how he opened I didn't mean to. Yeah, you ripped off John Oliver. I, yeah. Welcome, and, welcome, welcome. And President Snow from Hunger Games. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, here we are. Um, so. And Cabaret, right? Welcome and bienvenue. Welcome. <laughs> so, um, the name of today's cocktail is Kaylee Strawberries. Uh-huh. So, if you're familiar with Firefly... Kaylee has a hidden stash of strawberries on the Firefly. That she gets from book. Right. And, uh, I mean, I trust you. I don't remember that part. Um, uh, that's how he pays for his flight on the okay. on Firefly. Yeah, I trust you. On Firefly. I just don't remember it. Uh, well, you could you just rewatched it or watched it. Yeah, we just rewatched it. Um, so anyway, uh, Paige bought some strawberry cream liqueur and some double chocolate vodka we mixed the two together and we spent, like I said, a significant amount of time trying to think of a fandom theme name. Uh, most, which was harder. Which was, <laughs> it's, it's become probably the hardest part of the podcast. Uh, so it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, That's all right. I'm going to start thinking like, like ahead of time of yeah. ones to do for our next episode. Well, so when I was browsing the liquor store, um, I will say before we move on, if you do make this page, I'll upload the recipe as always mm -hmm. to our social media. Little tiny amount of the strawberry liqueur. A little uh, bit goes right. a long and way. And this, this is a strawberry uh, cream with a splash of tequila. Um, and then, like Jesse said, a double chocolate uh, vodka. I'm sure any chocolate vodka right. would work. Um, but, yeah, very, very little yeah. of the Otherwise, strawberry goes a long way. Tastes like, like little kid's medicine. Yeah. You yeah. don't want it to taste like little kid's medicine. Yeah. So I was trying to find something, you know, halfway affordable and just something a little different. And I, the lady at the liquor store pointed me in the direction of a, a grapefruit fruit, uh, liqueur. And we've already done a couple grapefruit drinks. Right. And I was like, ooh, I really need something different. And so she showed me this. And I was like, oh, we've not done anything like that. So probably not something that I would just sit around and drink. But... I mean, like, no, I just thought of our next, I just thought of our next cocktail, and I have a fandom name for it already. Do you want a piece of paper to write it down on? No, I'll remember it. Okay. Uh, but, so, anyway, that's, uh, these aren't, here's the thing about these cocktails. They're probably not always going to be winners, uh, but they're just ideas and things yeah. we're trying. It's like cosplay, you know? Right. Bumps along the road, you throw stuff at the wall, see what sticks. That's exactly we're right. We're not professional cosplayers. We're not professional mixologists. We're just thrown. We're not professional podcasters. Jesse, you want to tell them what today's episode's about? We're going to talk about our trip to C2E2. Yeah, we are. Last weekend, was that just last uh -huh. weekend? We went to C2E2. We were there a week ago. Uh, yeah, a week ago today. So uh, we're going to just talk about uh, our experience in general. I think I made some notes about, uh, I kind of did a pros and cons and then my general I don't have notes. overall per se written uh, down, but I have a lot of I do, but from... my phone's over there if I need to go reference them. I don't think I'll need to reference uh, them. But, no. We'll kind of uh, start at the beginning, and we, we discussed it a lot while we were there. And Just while we were driving that, home. Things that were different we were uh, from different cons we've been to, things we liked, things we didn't, things yeah. that we thought could have been improved, not that we are professional. Right, you and, know. you know, like, it, there could be reasons why they couldn't be Exactly, we, we did discuss know. that, like... Like, I know little to anything... Little to nothing about uh, planning a huge right. event like that. Right. And there was another, um, the same convention center starting on Sunday, there was another convention going on there. There was that analytical chemistry conference, oh, yeah. which I only know because I am a chemistry teacher. Mm -hmm. So, 
um, I got a thing about it. And I was like, well, that's weird. It says it's at McCormick Place mm -hmm. the same weekend as C2E2. But it's a huge, huge convention center, so I'm sure they were using uh -huh. other space. But that might have played. I think McCormick Place is the biggest in the United States. I Googled it. I'm pretty library, sure yeah. that's what it said. Um, I can't remember why I Googled that, but I think yeah, I did. I don't know. Um, and that might be a corrections corner. Um, so we, one thing that I will say that I was underwhelmed with with c2e2 is the main reason that we the main thing we wanted to see not surprisingly based on the title of this podcast was the cosplay contest it was the crown crown Champion. championships mm -hmm. of cosplay it's an international cosplay competition which is the first international cosplay mm -hmm. competition we've seen not that you know other ones we've been to as far as we know there could be international people right. but this one is you know, it's got the champion from South Korea and the champion from Australia. And well, the and they, they crowned the champion from, from the, the United US. States, right. Oh, and then that night all, as well. Right. And then they all of these like eight or so international mm -hmm. champions compete against each other. And they were amazing, amazing. Oh my gosh. It was, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that later uh -huh, yeah. on the pro yeah. side. But that was the main thing. So we did get to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, never Spoiler. fear. <laughs> but I, as the obsessive researcher, I wanted to know, since we, I, I'd already looked up in C2E2, if you're familiar with conventions at all, some they have two different policies uh, concerning panels. Some of them clear the panel rooms and some of them do not. So panels like Dragon Con clears all their panel rooms. So if you go in and you watch a panel, you have to leave after that panel. And if you want to see the panel that's in there next, you have to go out and get back in line and get at the end of the mm -hmm. line and wait. So, and there are pros and cons to both systems. C2E2 does not clear their panel rooms. So, but the costume contest is the last thing of the day. So we don't want to wait in line all we, day or sit in that panel room. We've been to conventions, conventions where we have pretty much sat in the big main stage Where we, room. we knew we, we both had people we wanted to see at the very end of the day. Right. And or the costume contest or, at the very end right. of the day. Right. And so we have literally sat in one room. And that's only happened once to my knowledge. Right. But yeah. we, for David Tennant and Matt Smith. And we, the costume contest. And the costume contest, we sat. Because they were all back to back In the back. room for. Literally six, eight hours. Mm -hmm. And it was terrible. But, um. I had done a lot of obsessive research before we went about what time we needed to get in line mm -hmm. to get into the costume contest. And the information that we saw is that you need to pick up your badges and then get in line to scan your badge at 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. on Saturday morning. And if you scan your badge, you're guaranteed a piss place. Which we were the, excited about. We were like, right. that's Which, great. The same company that does C2E2 also does Star Wars Celebration. And they have kind of a similar situation for the big panels at Star Wars situation. They do it online before the con, right. but there's a lottery to see if you get in. So it's kind of the same kind of thing. So we went, we made a special trip on Friday, paid $25 to park. We left, we left earlier in the day, which right. wasn't a big deal, Right. Um, but we do have a several hour drive from where we were uh -huh. to Chicago. So we made plans to leave earlier so that we could be there in enough time to get to the convention To center. pick up our uh badges friday night as opposed to saturday so that we could get there at 8 a.m saturday we were thinking one less line to wait in and you know the line the will call line didn't open till 8 a.m because mm -hmm. we didn't decide we were going to go to c2e2 until so late that mm -hmm. we couldn't get our badges mailed anymore right so um we needed to go friday night we park paid to park it was wasn't that big of a deal it was a pretty smooth process mm -hmm. i will say that um uh, got our badges, when did the bar and all that. Well, Trader so Joe's. when we got there and we got our uh, badges Friday night, we, um, Jesse was looking on her app to see if she could find out like where, the area, we, where, where, where we, we would have to go, go the next, next day morning. so we could kind of scope it out so we would know where we were going. Right, and we couldn't figure it out. We kind of uh -huh. found like the general wing right. that was going to be in, but we couldn't find the exact area. It wasn't well marked, and so we found a couple, we found at least two volunteers that Yeah, I made. asked at least two, if not three. And nobody knew anything. We are like, okay, like... They just don't know where they're going to set it right, up. Right, and they're volunteers, right. you know, and they weren't, like, they. it was, like, the person we picked up our badges from, right. just a random person standing there. So, you know, they they can't know everything. Right. So, I was like, well, we'll figure it out tomorrow. So, mm -hmm. we woke up. So, do you want to explain the morning situation with what time they opened? Yeah, so they, they, the, they opened for will call to pick up your badges at 8 a.m. Okay. The line for the costume contest, as far as we knew, also opened at 8 a.m. Because right. that was all the information on C2E Zoo's website was that we needed to be there at 8 a.m. to get in line. Right. 
So, uh, I was like, well, we need to try to get there as close to 8 a.m. as possible. So, we woke up early, like pre-6 a.m., skipped breakfast at the hotel, even though there was a free breakfast, Mm -hmm. skipped that to get there because we, you know, had a fair amount. Both of us had pretty extensive makeup. Mm -hmm. We had, you know, we both had cosplay. We'll get into that in a minute, too. Yeah. So, we get there and go through security and everything, and I ask the lady, where's the line? Volunteer we, for... We could not see. There was yeah. no... Like, and um, in their defense, we were worried that... Well, I was partially worried that if we did wait till Saturday morning, the line for getting our badges would be super long. Right. And That's it was the whole not, reason we it, went on Friday. Right. Then. It was not. Um, but there was no other kind of line forming right. or booth set up. And uh-huh. so we approached another lady and asked, hey, where, where do Where's we go? the line for the costume contest? And she said, oh, they're not doing that this year. <laughs> You just get in line like a normal panel. So then we... We had two hours. Right, because the actual floor of the convention didn't open till 10. So I'm totally fine with them switching systems to that. But, right. however, it really screwed like you with said, us. we still get, we still right. did get like, in the It was the still on their website as of that, mm-hmm. like, as of that Saturday morning. Right. All that information about lining up right. and scanning your badge to get right. a spot in the costume contest was still on their website and that right. you know none of the volunteers yeah. knew any different it was not very and and my only thought was maybe it was because it was the crown championship that they changed it up but i don't but know it always why. has been oh really like, yeah no it was the crown cha- that, yes like it's always that's in their chicago deal. Yeah. like that's too. their deal yeah okay. so like it has been at least the past five years because okay. it like it said all that information is on there yeah, yeah it's not like it was a regular costume contest right last year. that's what i wondered no, okay no. so so that was that was... I was salty about That it. was irritating because we could have woke up a little later. We would have gotten at least probably another hour And asleep. we could have eaten breakfast. We could have eaten breakfast. Have, and also, um, we would have known to get in line, like, more better what time to get we in line. Wouldn't, we wouldn't have had to go to the convention the night before. Friday, yeah, Friday night. And which would have saved us time and money. Yep, time and money. We wouldn't have eaten... Very expensive Starbucks for breakfast that next morning. Yeah, my breakfast is $15. So my main complaint, um, I'm going to go ahead and get into my main complaint. And like we said, these are little things. They We both had I, a great time. I, yeah, I had a good time. I'll, well, again, I'll do my overall thoughts um, on C2E2 at the end. Right. Um, this. So where they had their security at was concerning pointless pointless yeah, pointless so would be a better we went in the main entrance the the main entrance closest to where c2e2 was being held and the second night or saturday but on friday we came into the parking garage mm-hmm. and we probably walked a quarter of a mile yeah. no exaggeration right. a quarter of right. a mile before we hit security um, but we took an uber that morning and so the the closest entrance to c2e2's area right. um we, went we in. walked in and walked uh, went up an escalator then we walked across the floor again yeah, and went I mean, up another escalator from the closest uh-huh. entrance to the security. And then so had that, to walk all the way through a, like a um, show floor. We didn't walk through the show floor. No, I know. But what would you call that? Like a hanger? An empty space. Yeah. <laughs> a big, big empty space. Um, we walked all the way through, halfway through that. Yeah. And then hit security. And so then I, right. to leave to go get Starbucks. Or to get or to go the to the court. food court, which there was a second food court, but yeah. it was swamped, and they had the other one open. Mm-hmm. So we had to because we had these two hours to kill. Right. There was a Starbucks on the other side of security that we had just gone through, and we were like, "Well, might as well yeah. do that." And then we had to do that again at lunchtime. Um, well, we we didn't have to, but we chose we to go to eat lunch. We needed to eat, and the lines were crazy, and Jesse knew that there was another food court, and so... Yeah, due to my obsessive planning. Right. So, we had... We left... We left... Left security, like we said, that was pointless anyway, because the whole point of security is to help with Right. A, like, you would already be well into the building before you hit it, so if you were going to do something... Mm-hmm. Nefarious. If someone was gonna, you know, bring a weapon uh-huh. in... It would... They would it, already... It, right. You would have passed literally thousands of people, right. and... You know, the you, it, you couldn't get onto the show floor, but you could get into the cafeteria. You could have or the, right under the show floor. Right, you, right, right outside of it. You could have gotten into the food court. Yeah. You could have gotten into the, the main right. congregation and, area. Yeah. So, at that point, 
Not that, like, it sounds like we are sitting here, like, tactically thinking of all the places, but... Well, but, like, here's the thing. If you're going to have the security, mm-hmm. like, because it, it was a hassle, not, yeah. again, as it, sh- you know, they should have security, right. but the, the area that it was, mm-hmm. I'm not sure No, I don't why. know why. And yeah. it wasn't like that at Star Wars Celebration. They had it outside the building. Yeah. They went through metal detectors and stuff outside yeah. the building. Yeah. So. We thought that was, like I said, it was... It was just strange. It was, I, it was strange how... because it didn't feel like it was securing us from anything. Right. But also, it was an... It was making us a little irritable because we had to go in and out of it so many times. Right, which I would rather, you know, obviously it's you'd rather have the inconvenience and be safe, yes. but I don't feel like it made us any no, safer. I don't either. Um so that was, you know, cuz someone literally could have brought like an AK47 right. right up to the show floor right and not hit security. Right. Like literally yeah. been yep. it's just a huge open area. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was it like I like I said that was because Dragon Con also doesn't, you know, you don't go through metal detectors or no. anything like that. And when you go out in public anywhere, you're not, you know. Right. So we're not, like I said, it's not that, like, we, we were didn't scared feel safe. or didn't feel safe. Right. It was just the fact that, like, if you're going to have this huge security thing, mm-hmm. why not at least make it be somewhat useful? Right, yeah. I feel like being a first time at a, at a new con for us, like, uh, there's always things that we're like, meh. You know about certain cons, well, or like, and also, whether it be food vendors not right. being open or or whatever, or spaces not being used. To well, work. And it's always stressful when you don't know. Like mm-hmm. even Dragon Con can be stressful. Oh yeah, not as much anymore. Like yeah, uh, but like the first few years. Of well, Dragon I was gonna Con, say like depending on where you stay, like staying in new hotels and and figuring right. out new Marta lines when we used well, to right, stay. Right, because I was worried. Of, the first year we stayed at a host hotel for Dragon Con, there I had a lot of worries. I was worried about the elevator situation. Mm-hmm. I was worried about the noise situation, mm-hmm. and it all ended up being fine. But you right. do have those anxieties, and then you know there's some things you can't anticipate, like we did with C two E two with the you know. We went off the information that was on their website mm-hmm. and it ended up being wrong, which was a bummer. But, like, ultimately, you know, it wasn't... We did get into this costume contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in the standby line, so we were a little bit worried. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, you don't want to... At least we don't want to spend... Some people go to a convention and they may spend six hours in line for mm-hmm. something they really, really want to see. We had already decided that... We didn't want we to. We wanted do that. to. We wanted to cosplay, right. watch, and and just enjoy. We bought. It. We bought art for the pod. I bought so. I Jesse bought art bought for my art, house. Art. I bought art for my office. So um, um, there was. That's one thing that was a pro about C two E two is there were uh, their artist the hour art, was amazing, yeah, was and there were a lot of different artists that don't come to mm-hmm. Dragon Con because that's one thing with like going to our local Wizard World. Is that a lot of them are the same as at Dragon Con? There were a lot, and there were some that were the same mm-hmm. as at Dragon Con, but there were a lot of artists we hadn't seen before. Yeah. One of the art, the so other thing I kept saying was this would never happen at Dragon Con. Yes, this would never. Right. Dragon both, Con would never. Right. So both positive and negative. So like the when we went to eat lunch at the food court, it was oh my gosh, we it was no line. Plenty of places to sit. I Which got we said there was drink. a there was a food court situation in the upstairs of the showroom floor right. that the that the artist alley and the vendors right. were like, on. Yeah, like pizza and churros, but I mean, they were swamped. That's one of my regrets. Was this is not C two E fault, but I never got a churro. Oh, they were so good. I did get it. a churro. I love churros. Churros are like one of my top favorite foods. So. Um, we did not go to that many, pa- we went to two panels, one for me and one for you, mm-hmm. and then, uh, the costume contest, and then we just wandered and spent, I spent a lot of money. Another con, I was told by the Instagram that there was going to be bubble tea at this event, <laughs> and I never once saw bubble tea. I love she bubble tea. Mad. It's, I was quite mad about the lack of bubble tea, um, so... Uh, that, but I did like, so they had food vendors in with like the art vendors and the, you know, regular vendors. They had some cool, um, like bigger booths set up, like more fancy booths than you would see at a traditional, like the Tokidoki booth was really, I took a lot of cute cosplay pictures there. Um. Oh yeah, I really like those. Uh, so I liked that there was, and there was food in the panel, the big main panel room, which that was excellent nice. because if you are, like, again, the only time that we've sat in a panel room all day, we were starving at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they had like pizza, at least deep dish pizza, maybe like sandwiches and churros in the back of the main panel room, which I really uh -huh. like. Like that's an excellent idea. So that if you are someone who like, I'm going to camp out in this room all day to see William Shatner or, you know, Mark Ruffalo or whatever, you don't have to starve. Right. Or, you know, pack yeah, your own it was, food or whatever. I thought that was really That was very too. cool. Um, felt like cosplay was not as big of a thing at C2E2 as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. We didn't see a ton of cosplayers on the floor. Um, well, not on, no, I, so what I thought, what I experienced, which Dragon Con is, uh, similar, like when you're walking around like the show floor or the vendor hall, there's not as many cosplayers. You see them, but not as much. Where, at Dragon Con, you're saying you don't I see mean, them? No, you do. In the vendor halls, is what I'm saying. You see them on the... Yeah, well, and so part of the, it might have been the fact that, like, the vendor halls were, like, most of the convention Right, like, space. and I think out in that, um, like, the lobby. Or not the lobby, but, like, you know what I mean? Like... I just didn't feel like we saw as many cosplays as we normally I felt, go out walking around, like, out in the wild. This says that... This is all an article. This is leading back to the attendance. Um, this is an article discussing um, how they were surprised that C2E2, they were expecting the attendance to be down this year because of the coronavirus. Well, and well, they, they canceled Emerald City Convention uh -huh. just a couple days ago and South by Southwest, which South by Southwest isn't just a convention. Right. You know, it's not a convention. They have fandom stuff there, but it's a huge, okay. huge, huge, huge media festival. Media festival. Right, right. like podcasts, right. bands, um you know, films, mm -hmm. TV shows. So, but so, um, um, this, this was talking about how they were, um, really expecting it to kind of, uh, have a decline in their numbers. Um, but, well, um, so attendance was, um, at an estimated 95,000 people. So bigger than Dragon Con. And it's last year it was 90,000. So more than Dragon I wonder if that's all weekend. Does it say, um, or if that was like peak Saturday. Yeah, that really surprises me. I think it's all me. weekend. I mean, it, it like that really surprises me. I know because it didn't seem like. No. I mean, it was busy, so then but way not... less cosplay than Dragon Con. Yeah, way less. Right. I I still thought we saw quite a few uh, great cosplays. Like I the said, ones we saw were good. Like I said, I'm I'm not, it's just, I'm I don't that. feel like we saw as many. And part of this also might be that we just went to one day of C two E two. That's also uh huh. And it was our first time, and like we said, we we didn't know exactly what to expect, and. We hit some bumps in the road, um, but well, and we always have fun, right? Like uh, overall, I yeah, so, I enjoyed it. So the panel that I really wanted to go to was a panel on plus size cosplay. We missed a couple panels. Um, we had talked about going to a couple different cosplay buildings, right? And, like, but techniques. we specifically said that like if we miss these it's fine right because we want to walk around mm -hmm. and experience the show mm -hmm. since it is our first time we mm -hmm. want to walk around and see what there is right. you know kind of get a feel for it right. that was our priority right so the first panel we went to of the day was a um it was called advanced plus size cosplay and uh i really liked it the uh, polymorph cosplay that's the name of the yep cosplayer that did the panel she had a lot of good points and I felt like she did a good job of keeping it not necessarily like it was specifically for plus size cosplayers but there were a lot of non mm -hmm. you know standard Absolutely. there were standard size people and and a lot of the stuff that she said was also applicable to standard uh you know, so it was just cool to get, like, that kind of validation. Mm -hmm. Not validation, but, you know, she just, was, like... She was really good, I thought. I was really... Right. Um, it was just... She... And it, I felt like she did a good idea of, like, saying... She did a good job of being, like, okay, well, here's one theory on this, and here's another theory. Right. Like, like she both. discussed, um, like, plus-size photography and right. finding uh, photographers that have um, worked with... Plus size models before. Right. And, and whether you want to look quote unquote skinny. Right. And she was like, you know, here's some tips you can do, um, like posture wise or just like your photographer can do. Right. And to ways help to you. look flattering that aren't trying to look unrealistic. Right. They aren't like photoshopping right. you. Right. Completely look photoshopping you down. Because um, that's like me as a plus size cosplayer. Like, I want to look nice in my pictures. But you also want to look like you. But I want to look like me. Right. Like, I, you know, I don't. When, you know, I guess that's kind of weird to say because cosplay, you don't look like well, you. I mean, but you know, I don't want to, I, I don't want it to look like, I would never want to 
Photoshop, like a filter's fine, like right. on Instagram when you put like it, like okay, that doesn't like, bother me. Not, yeah. But like, I would never want to have my cosplay Shape pictures like, like photoshopped right. to like make me look different, or right. you know, because I put a lot of work into constructing a cosplay that is flattering and does look right. good on my body, and also this is the body I have, and I've spent a lot of work in therapy right. and a lot of money in therapy, right. and just a lot of work on my own. Becoming okay that this is the body I have, and you know, like this is the body I live in, and it's you know, I'm allowed to live in it, and I'm well, allowed and also, to enjoy like, it, and I'm allowed to show it off. And it, you know, also, I understand, like, you know, maybe if if you uh, and maybe this makes no sense, but if you have a more public profile where the people following you and seeing your cosplay pictures don't know you personally, they wouldn't know the difference if you were photoshopped down. But right. everybody that sees our, for the most part, most people that see our cosplay our pictures, friends and family. they so, know our size. Yeah. Like, they could see it and be like, you, that's not what you right. look yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. But, so she was talking about, okay, now, if you are like, wanting, and she did it well, like if you want to do that, right? That's what I was going to say. Like, so she was I like, think she did a good there's job. There's nothing saying, you know, wrong like, with wanting to, you know, conceal things that bother right, but you. Make sure you talk about it with your photographer. Yep. But and, also, if you don't want to, girl, let it hang out. Like, right. do what you want to do. Right. And she was very, like, it was very, like, she was very body positive. Mm-hmm. She talked a lot about, like, you but know, but also in a very realistic way. Right. Like, I felt like she acknowledged, like, okay, I still have things I'm working through. I think she right. Had and said there were, yeah, like and that. Like, like, as always, there were a couple things where I was like, well, I don't really know about right. that, and, you know, like... But that's just, like, difference of opinion. Right. It, there, so, I was really impressed mm-hmm. with her panel. Like, and it was so nice that there was a plus size. You know, again, as a plus size, nice. we're kind of... Because cosplay sometimes is kind of seen as a fetishized thing or sexualized mm-hmm. thing. And plus size bodies aren't always seen in that same scope, you know, mm-hmm. and when they are seen as, like, sexy, they are sometimes fetishized. Right. Which I'm not going to go into that. Right. But, you know, like, it was nice yeah, to, it was nice to have a space there for, plus, and there were also, like, male, you know, different, and she kind of just talked about not even just plus size, but, like, you know. She talked about different How to do it different, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, I'm self-conscious about this part of my body, mm-hmm. or how do I change a pattern for this, and, like, uh, the, the best advice I think she gave, which, so this is credit to polymorph cosplay. This is my, not my thing, but this was the one thing that I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I ever think of that? Like, I'm so glad she said that is, um, so a lot of times when I make something for my body from a pattern, it will be too big someplace. And like trying to take things in is this really hard. This was a me. really good tip. I right. forgot about it. Uh-huh. Until just now. So she said, if you're building something from pattern, if you're sewing from a pattern, before you take it in in the bust or waist, check the shoulders. Because a lot of, she was talking about some, like how a lot of patterns are still left over from World War II and they're still drafted from like 1940 stuff. So the shoulders are made for like big, strong, you know, I'm working in a factory soldier, shoulders and I'm wearing shoulder pads. And I never would have thought no, of that. I, I mean, I have noticed when I'm cutting out patterns sometimes that there's like a weird amount of fabric there. And so I was like, oh my, like that's such a good advice to check that because it's way easier to take something in and sh- like shorten the shoulders than it is to take something in in the buster waist. So. so yeah, like I said, not only was she really, really cool mm-hmm. um, and it was cool to, it was just really like, it meant a lot to me. That there was a panel even just one panel for the advanced plus size cosplay where it was discussed and it was normalized and body positive and it just made me feel really good that that was there and I mean other cons have had things like that too but uh, so yeah so that it was just cool especially as someone who doesn't like it's hard for me to find panels that i'm into not being as into the celebrities they they had a very good variety i thought of like cosplay like uh based panels where they either talked about techniques or different you know whatever it i i enjoyed that like um variety of panels it right. wasn't just celebrity based that there was a whole speaking Which, again, of, a lot of speaking of celebrity based the panel i wanted to right. go to <laughs> yeah i mean i can't think of anything else if, yeah um that i want to say about i 
But so Jesse had gotten to see Stephen Amell, and I didn't uh, see him. Well, he was I at, had the he, opportunity, right. but I didn't. He was at Dragon Con one year when uh, Jesse went, and yeah, I didn't a get to go. Years, I think before you went. And um, ever since then, when we've gone to Dragon Con, he has been at uh, different cons, but he's never come back. To well, Dragon what's Con. the one in Chicago or in uh, Canada, not Chicago? <laughs> Uh, fan Expo. Fan Expo. Yeah, has, Fan Expo in Toronto yeah, usually happens. Last year, it wasn't the same. It was the weekend before. But uh, for many years, it was Labor Day weekend, the same weekend mm-hmm. as Dragon Con. So, so they kind of competed for celebrities. And a lot of celebrities split, split their time like mm-hmm. they do, you know... Thursday, Friday at Dragon Con, then Saturday, Sunday at Fan Expo or whatever. But vice versa. Um, but um, well, not vice versa because Fan Expo was not on Thursday. Oh, that's true. But so um, he's not been back to Dragon Con since I've been there, and so this was the first opportunity. I was like, I that like I'm not going to be devastated if I don't get to go, but I would like to. Well, and we were there anyway, and we yeah, didn't have anything and else to made, do. And we made we made it in there, and we didn't uh, wait in line at no, all. We walked in. Yeah. Um and. Uh, I, so I was excited to get to do that, and then we went and grabbed some pizza and sat on the floor and ate it, and then got into the cosplay contest, yeah. which was amazing. Um, they were and most class. of them are. Most of them are. I, I, you know, there is definitely a difference between, um, and I don't know what I was expecting, but the crown championship of cosplay versus like just a small town, well, or not necessarily small town. I mean, like, we've seen cosplays at Wizard World that and at Dragon Con that compete with them, oh, especially absolutely. at Dragon Con. But they, like, every single costume. Right. Like, at Wizard World, which I, there's something to be said about being able to compete because a lot of these cosplays had, like, you know, like, programmable, like, Arduino oh programmed gosh. LEDs right. or moving pieces, which, you know, your average cosplayers, like, we couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Your average cosplayer couldn't do that. So... There is something to be said about having cosplay competitions that are for, you know, more advanced. Or, like, letting everyone in. Mm-hmm. Like, because at Wizard World, they generally let, like, Ron Burgundy was in that one Wizard World mm-hmm. uh, costume contest, which I kind of like seeing. Because some of them, like I said, some of them that may not have as much mm-hmm. I wish they would have done two. I kind of wish they would have They had, did like, more than one. We just did not on oh, the day we went. They had no. more than one costume okay. contest. So... Um, yeah, so it was a very advanced costume contest. Like I said, we've seen right, some like really amazing advanced class. cosplays, but these were all, like, top-notch, like, jaw-dropping right. cosplays. My only thing was, well, and again, this is, like, it was a pretty narrow niche of themes of mm-hmm. the costumes. The, the, definitely the broadest was the seamstress, or the needlework, I guess it was called. Uh-huh. I guess seamstress is a feminine, but, uh... The needlework uh, uh, category mm-hmm. because that was definitely the broadest range because most of the other categories were Overwatch, <laughs> so right. one very specific video game. Uh, so that was like, but you know they were beautiful costumes. Right. It was just the fact that it was such a narrow representation of fandom. Uh, the winners, like, they were just all very, very, very impressive. And as always, we were kind of like, man, you know, like, you, it doesn't, the rankings don't always go the way you want them to go. So then you're like, I honestly, uh, I was just trying to think, and I ended up pulling it up on my Instagram. I was trying to think of what my favorite was. Yeah. And I was fairly certain that my favorite won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but the, uh, South African, uh, represent. T. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, nominee, maybe? Uh, Contestant. She, uh, she is on Instagram at Jinx Kitty Cosplay. Um, Why did you say kitty like that? Kitty? Well, because it's a I oh, instead of okay. a Y. <laughs> Not kitty? The, kitty? kitty? Um, the South African uh, If you want to check her cosplay out, it's at J-I-N-X-K-I-T-T-I-E cosplay on Instagram. And it was um, like a, I don't know, is it a character for something? It's like based on Madame Bathory. Uh, yeah. A Bathory cosplay. Yeah. It, who, if you don't know Madame Bathory, she's a person from uh, history. I And again, I don't know 
what this cosplay if she's cosplaying as the person from history I or mean it's a character from a fandom that we it was with. phenomenal it the, uh, the parts she had uh, contact she had moving pieces uh she had like a huge like back piece um but they all the cosplays were beautiful and I was really impressed oh, they were. I think it was the nominee or contestant from Singapore he said he made his entire costume for $35 US. Oh, I remember Where, that. And, you know, he's competing against costumes that are thousands and thousands of dollars. Yes. Um, like, you know, some of the some of those costumes cost ten plus thousand dollars. Right. And his make cost $35,000 US. Or $35,000. Just regular $35,000. Like, you know, cost of a really really nice meal right not really really nice but you know cost of a nice meal you know go out for sushi meal that was his cosplay i mean 35 dollars is cheaper than most of our cosplays anyway right um so pretty impressive they were all impressive yeah um Um, i'm trying to think back if i have another um favorite i i like a lot of the needlework ones the king king george the third mm-hmm. from hamilton mm-hmm. his was amazing like then i am always impressed more by the needlework because they're more uh what i'm into mm-hmm. like the elegant regal kind of uh costumes uh there was a queen amadala that was oh really my gosh good. there were two queen amadalas fantastic uh there were two queen amadalas remember there was one who had like made her wig from the twine she had the purple oh, dress, and yeah. then there was a episode mm-hmm. one, Queen Amidala um, as well. What, yeah. Uh, well, I guess a Queen Amidala and then a Padme when she was no longer queen, but uh, uh, the needlework category was most impressive to me, but again, we're biased because that's the right. thing that we're into the most. So uh, just really beautiful, impressive cosplays, and like, as like normally they are in any costume contest. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm just like looking back through some of the photos from. Uh, like, I just can't even. Like, there's so, so much talent. Like the Maleficent. Like yeah, just and she I think was in the uh, body armor, right? Something. She was in the armor, right? And there's if you're interested in it, I'll try to find the article that I read and you can post on the social media okay. about. How they classify whether a costume goes into needlework, or whether it goes into armor building, or whether it goes into effects, special effects. It's all based on percentages. So, uh, like, the percentage of their cosplay that's made of this or that. Or, right. Um, you know, but they're, yeah, they they were very impressive in the costume contest. They deserve uh, to be up there. Right. Like, for um, sure. Which I'm sure some of the people they were competing against also were. Oh, amazing. absolutely. Right. Well, like we got to see. Yeah, all the US I thought that's what I was gonna say. I mm-hmm. think it was neat that we got to see the winners from different conventions. Right. Well, they had yeah. Emerald City the uh-huh. previous, which, like I said, they canceled it for this year. Uh-huh. So, well, I'm assuming the worst schedule. I don't know. Like, but yeah, like, they brought in. So they brought all in... all the other Reed Pop. Reed Pop. That's the company that owns C two E two. All the other. Um, Conventions that they own uh, throughout the world, they had the winners of their costume mm-hmm. contest. They flew them out, and uh, which, like I said, it was cool because it was more international. And they right. had like a little. Well, like, and we not only got, like Jesse said, we not only got to see the world championship, right. like the final, but we got to see the U.S. championship and right. got to see that breakdown of it too. So we got two cosplay uh-huh. contests in one really. Like right. it was it was really neat. And like I like we said, like just the level of uh, uh-huh. expertise and like work that was brought into yeah. it was was amazing. And it, I I can't imagine the judges' decision making just between the different Right, because we've talked about like there's always gonna be, no matter who it is, some inherent bias mm-hmm. of you know like we mentioned like uh, we've seen Ivy Doom Kitty at different cons, and we, con. we enjoy yeah, her a, a lot. And I said, I wish, and we may try to do this. This might be a uh, fool's errand to even to, to try. But I would love to try to get her on the podcast to just ask, um, you know, well, what give those criteria. And, yeah, you mentioned, like, they give criteria. but Like, like a rubric. Just right. to get her, like, 
here's what goes through my head when I'm judging a cosplay Which, contest. like, it's the same thing, like, when I'm grading something with a rubric, even though it's a rubric I came up with, like, still, I may have biases. Like, if a student, you know, they're not technically right, but their answer is well thought out and they make good points, I'll give them more points than... Zero. Than, right. So, you even though you're given a rubric from someone... You know, what your definition of what good crowd engagement or what good embodiment of the character is may be different. Exactly. There's always going to be inherent bias with it. That's why. Or like, just like, um, you know, things that bother you in a cosplay don't necessarily bother me. Like, what are things that she sees that she's like, oh, no. Or like, you know, there's some cosplayers who are like, I want to be 100% screen accurate. And that's Mm -hmm. not what we are. Right. Uh, we would rather, you know, have something that embodies the character but works for us. Right. And some people want to be. And that was something else that was in that plus size cosplaying panel. She mentioned that, like, you know, some people want to be 100% screen accurate, but also think about is there a way you can change it? Right. For... Yeah. I thought that was a mm-hmm. good part so, of that as well. Uh, you know, it was good. I liked Speaking it. Speaking of cosplay, I didn't get a churro though. That was my, that was my one main gripe of the, and we waited in line forever before the line even moved. We were in line forever for what? For the costume contest. Oh yeah, and I kept dropping my sword. Yeah, it was a lot. Right. Um. They, yeah, it took them a while to clear out that panel room. And which like, like things that. were running behind because the arrow panel was late, mm-hmm. and then yeah. everything after that was just kind of which like, happens. Yeah, so it was just like. But we and yeah. we were we weren't one hundred percent sure we were going to get in. That was I think what was bad was we were in a line and, and we, we knew didn't we know were like, there's an line. overflow right. Uh-huh. It, it, we were in what we knew was a standby line and we couldn't figure out how many people were in front of us because there's VIP and then regular and then this and that. And there was an overflow room where they were showing it streaming on a screen and we didn't know if we should leave and try to get in there or we should stay where we were and we stayed where we were and. and I'm glad we did. Right, we got in, but it was it was one of those that not and not, part, right and part of that was it's the first year they've done it that way, and it was our first year as well. But it was just kind yeah. of like I said, I think it wouldn't have been as bad to have to wait if we would have known like we're probably going to get in, it'll be right. fine. But we had no right. Idea. Like if we knew either we were going to get in or we probably were going to get in, I wouldn't have been as. Mm-hmm. Like stressed out, fancy, because right, because like you said, we were we were deciding. Like I was like, well, give it this many more minutes, right? Because we were trying to decide if we should get out of line and go right in the streaming. Which, like I said, it all worked out yep. in the end. It did. Um, but uh, yeah. Speaking of cosplay contests, you want to talk about our cosplays? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, what were you, Jesse? I cosplayed as Delirium from the Sandman comics. You have cosplayed as Death from the Sandman comics. Right. Before. The Sandman comics are my all time favorite comics, bar none, mm-hmm. like hands down. Yeah. Um, and I've mentioned before that they're getting ready to come out with a Netflix series. Yeah, you have. They supposedly will see. They were supposed to come out with a movie. Uh, it just popped up in my Facebook memories a couple of days ago that Joseph Gordon Levitt was supposed oh. to be in. Well, uh, either I know I can't remember if it was the Sandman or the Crow. Actually, oh no! But um, I know they were supposed to make a Sandman movie, and they didn't end up doing that. Now there's well, they are adapting an audio drama oh. of it, which is going to be interesting. I'm uh, cautiously optimistic about it because it's going to be just interesting. Something that's so visual, like a graphic, mm-hmm. you know, comic book, to an audio only format. It's going to be interesting. To see how they do that, mm-hmm. but I'm excited about it because, like I said, I love it so much. It means so much to me. So, other than the character and like the comic in general, what drew you to that cosplay? So, well, what do you mean other than the character? Well, I'm just saying, like, it was it like what about her aesthetic, or was it so? Just yeah, mostly like, so part like so. Work death, with me when here. I picked, Come de- on. Death was my very first cosplay, right? From, as you guys know, if you've been listening to the podcast, so um. The reason why I picked death was A, because I knew I could do it pretty much normal clothes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to take a whole lot of prop building or sewing or anything like that. Um, I think really the only crafting... I did a little bit of makeup to do her little eyeliner mm-hmm. swoop. And I made a button and I made a necklace. And other than that, it was just clothes I bought. Right. Um... So that's what drew me to, and also identification with the character, because I really like the personification of death in the Sandman comics, is that she's not, like, 
evil or scary or right. you know it's like, just part of right she's like just a cool person right. and she's like you know this is like you know i could go on for <laughs> four episodes about same main comics I so wish you would no <laughs> no you don't um <laughs> Uh, so that's what drew me to it originally. So delirium is one that I kind of looked at when I did death, but she's a lot more. You've been talking about her for a while. Like I remember you really contemplating her because I remember being like, do it. Like, well, so. Because you sounded so excited, but you were also like. Well, so, uh, part, what draws me to her is that she in the comics, she's just like, she's delirium. So she's. I won't say she's mentally ill, but, like, she, you know, she kind of is. Like, a lot of her, especially her, so in, there's uh, one of the Samming, like, kind of a spinoff comic is called Endless Nights. Mm-hmm. And all of the Endless, so all of the main characters, quote-unquote, of the Sandman get their own individual stories. And hers in there is about, like, a woman who has been abused and is struggling with mental okay. illness. So it's just, like, she kind of, and, like, her whole kind of shtick is kind of people who are mentally ill oh so i thought that was kind of cool like how she but again she's not like scary or evil. like a like, representation well, yeah and that's kind of how all of the endless and the same uh, the same uh comic books are is they're you know these personifications of concepts but and sometimes concepts that we think of of negatively mm-hmm. but they're presented in a positive way oh. also she's just very colorful I she has say, the aesthetic she right aesthetic she has a very cool. jesse aesthetic she's got big jesse energy got big jesse um so uh very beautiful intricate makeup very beautiful intricate hair um, so the only thing really that was holding me back from her up to this point is the fact that she generally does not wear a whole lot clothing wise. Okay. Um, so it's taken me this long to feel comfortable enough right. with my body to even sort of kind of show off as much as she does. Right. And part of what I, what I think is, I mean, not like this is totally what made your decision for you, but being that we were picking a... We were deciding to go to a con last minute, and we are terrible, as we've mentioned before, about, like, not reusing cosplays, about being like, well, we need something Well, because originally, right, originally when we decided to go to CTU, we were both like, well, we'll rewear this one. Maybe we'll do this. Right. And then two days in, we're like, Well, originally I was going to rewear my gambit, and then I was like, maybe I'll rewear my gambit dress, but I'll alter it to be an Ursula dress. Right. And then... A week later, I was like, I, I like think I stayed up late and I was like melatonin crazy. Right. And I was like, well, I just ordered $45 worth of stuff. Right. But that's what I was going to say. Like it was a last minute cosplay and we didn't have a ton of time to work on it. Right. Uh, I wanted something that way. Plan it. Right. Pay for it. So it was quick, easy, and Relatively affordable. Yeah. Like I didn't want something that was going to cost even one two hundred dollars right i didn't want something we both stayed under i think 50? mine was, yeah i think mine was yeah. well especially since i didn't use the skirt i bought <coughs> yeah 10 20 yeah, I, think, I think i stayed yeah. under 50 probably less than 50 um but so i think that had something to do with it right. too like you know there's something to be said for budget cosplaying right <laughs> Right, which you know, and your budget may be different. Like I said, right. my like my death cosplay was probably a. Well, we could have done them for. I didn't own eyeliner when I did death. Can, oh, wrap your brain around that. Now gosh. knowing the amount of makeup that I own now, right. wrap your manner, your mind around the fact that I had to go buy eyeliner. That is crazy. For death. Um, so mine, uh, I. I can't even remember how I decided upon it, but we were well, talking about Well, you were talking Star about doing Wars. your Dark Ray. Oh, right. I was going to reuse an old cosplay, an old uh, Dark Ray cosplay mm-hmm. that I had done two years ago at Dragon Con. And then you really decided you really want to wear a colored wig. Yes. <laughs> this is how my brain works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, so I went from uh, I'm going to redo my Dark Ray to, uh, oh, I want to wear a colored wig and I'm going to start watching anime. 
Um, and not every anime has colorful waves. I know, but we, you and I went through like what lists of things. List Literally, of, I googled. Up, you googled like, like cosplays with colorful waves, like and they wiki, were all anime. There's like a wiki of like fandom characters with colorful hair, <laughs> and like you can pick the color. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um. But so. Uh, I obviously they're mostly curtains. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't remember how my thought process went, um, but I eventually just decided that I was going to do a um, original character Star Wars uh, Sith Lady Sith, and um, I just kind of went through and looked up pictures of different uh, ladies that have cosplayed right. as Sith, and I looked up different wigs on Amazon that would work for me and um, sent Jesse things and was like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And I have and, a lot of opinions. Yeah, she has lots of opinions. <laughs> um, some of them I listen to, some of them I don't. You mostly did, like, we mostly did agree. Yeah. Like, um, I can't think of anything that you did. No. Other than the fact that your bodysuit was a bodysuit, but that wasn't anything about the way that it looked. It's just the fact that, like, it makes right. it so much harder to pee. But, um, yeah, I liked mine. I... Uh, I also had problems. I just had several layers. Um, skirt wise, I really kept having you adjust skirt, in the bathroom. My my skirt was. There was one time I thought you were dead because you were in the bathroom for so long. <laughs> yeah, I ended up taking my pants off in the stall. Um, I had a bodysuit on, which the bodysuit honestly was the least of my problems. Um, I had like a pleather pair of pants on. Um, I had a. They were like leggings, though, weren't they? Like stretchy. Yeah, leggings. yeah. Um, a skirt. I don't know why that matters. Uh, like a. Skirt that kind of looks like out. Jedi robe situation. Yeah, like that, almost like a loincloth type uh-huh. skirt, like not an all the way around skirt. Right. Um, and then a belt on top. Well, the belt was like a corset belt, and it was very tight. And I had, in, in retrospect, I should have just come out and had you fasten it from the back. But instead, I was putting it on myself and twisting it around, yeah. which was twisting my skirt. And yeah. then, like, it was just once again, like. First time wearing a cosplay, yeah. you're gonna have things that come up. Yeah, that you're like, and there's things that even if you wear them around your house, like you're not gonna right. anticipate. Yeah, but happens. it was comfortable. It wasn't uncomfortable at any point. Um, mine, yeah, mine was fine. Wigs are always like, wigs are always a little challenging for yeah, me because I have a bigger head. Uh-huh, I have a larger head. I have a lot of thick hair, and so they kind of squeeze my head. And so a lot of times I end up with a headache after wearing a wig, unless I've specifically ordered a, a larger size wig cap um well, and even i like i have a tiny head and thin hair mm-hmm. and or do fine you hair. do you often get headaches I, say, I, I, I don't get a headache but like i'll get like sore from oh, it see, I get, you know i have a very tender right, scalp as right. you know from being my hairdresser yeah she I does very she's baby head um i feel like i have a high pain tolerance everywhere else in my body except for my scalp but you also are not gentle at all. You're just like, fuck you. <laughs> You're being a baby. And then you rip out like a huge like. And then. You're fine. Um, yeah. But I, I never know. If, I never know if it's just me. I always assume like, okay, I have a big head. It's just squeezing my head a little yeah. tight. Which I, I think it is. But um, yeah, I get a sore head from wigs, but I, I never have gotten one. Well, and also you will jam. Like if I have you helping my wig, you will literally stab me with bobby Girl, we pins. gotta secure it. I know. You're like, oh, the best way to secure it is to sew it to your scalp yes. like the human centipede. Listen. Ew. <laughs> well, you're the one that does it. Oh, no. Now that's in my head. Well, just get um, over it. But, yeah. So, I I liked my cosplay. I thought it was fine. I think we both looked awesome. Yeah. We looked... We felt really cool. And it's... Like I made said, a meme. Well, are you going to post the meme? No. Me? no. Um, so <laughs> we thought... So it, quick. No. We no. thought... We we always enjoy new cosplays, even if they aren't, uh, you know, even if there are tiny little malfunctions, because you're going to have that with right. any cosplay. Like, um, I think I looked awesome. Yeah. I'm really happy with how both of ours came mm-hmm. out. Yep. I, I felt cool. Uh, the one thing that was a bummer is we never really got a great picture of two of us together. We got great pictures of me, great pictures of you. No pictures that we right. looked the two right. of us together. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot, and we've discussed we're gonna just start bringing somebody with us to be our well, especially just the two of us. Like at Dragon Con, we, we have multiple have people. my brother, we have our friend Brennan. Uh, there's 
and we kind of, it was one of those, we kind of just kept pushing it off. We had a couple people take our pictures and we didn't love them. Right. We're like, we'll get one later, get one later. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, you know, uh, and part of it was just like, we posed weird. Well, and like, I, uh, I have a friend that's a photographer and like, I have seen her take photos enough that like, I feel like I have some tips and tricks. I was going to say, you've looked up a lot. Like, I don't know what you've looked up, but you've got a lot of like social media. Right. photo right. hacks or whatever. So, like, I, I just, I kind of have a little bit of an artistic eye when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah, like, you see, you just know more tips and tricks. Like, you know. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, do you want to give a final roundup? Um, C2E2 roundup. C2E2 roundup. I would definitely go again. I would try to do it mm-hmm. cheaper than we did at this time. Not, not that that has anything to do with C2E2. I just spent a lot of money. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't think that we could have done... Uh, the convention or the hotel. We got really good prices on the hotel. Right. Um, it's just like Chicago's expensive. Any city's expensive. Right. And going to con is expensive. We did okay with food, really. Right. Um, but it was, we we got excited in the vendor halls. I, you, I did. Right. You did pretty well. Like, I was spending well behaved. You bought three prints. I did. So, uh, that's going to be the episode. Yeah. Uh, this has been our now. C2E2 roundup. C2E2 roundup. Uh, again, my general thoughts are that I would definitely go again. I like it. Nothing's ever going to measure up to Dragon Con, but, uh, like most of my gripes, I don't think were it is so, C2E2's it's fault. Ni- no. And it's nice that it's so close to like, you know, it's a big con. It's half the distance of Dragon Con. Right. Uh, like, it's something where we don't have to fly to. I'm going to go see Sibelius while we were there. We didn't get to go see Sibelius. No. I kept yelling Sibelius the whole weekend. Yeah, you did. Um, we never did get to see that Sibelius. That darn Sibelius. Um, that, that, like, that darn cat. That darn Sibelius. Um, so, yeah, that was our C2E2 yeah. roundup. Hopefully you enjoyed we, it. Like we said, we don't want to bash on C2E2 because we did have a really good time. And it was our first right, time. Right, like, we're giving you guys our honest yeah. opinion of this the cons. Like, there are cons of Dragon Con when we do our Dragon Con. Yeah, the we'll fandom, talk about that. Dragon Con colon the fandom. When it gets closer to Dragon Con, mm-hmm. we're going to come out with that episode. And, and, and there our are plan, negatives. And our plan. I mean, I have trouble seeing the negatives of Dragon Con, but we'll. Our plan is to, like, we have a Wizard World we're planning on going to this summer. Do we? Um, in when St. Louis. What is it? What? Inchin? Oh, you're... Robert. I think we're talking out of the corner of our mouths. Oh, like Inchin. Inchin. Um, um, but so we'll do the same thing for that. Like, right. we just want to, uh, you know... Right. I, we're not disparaging them. Like mm-hmm. I said, we would... I would oh, for sure go again. Absolutely. Like, there were... And there were things that I thought that they did better than Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. There were, like, their security was definitely tighter, even though we did have gripes about it. It was definitely tighter than Dragon Con security. Um, It's, you know, so, like, we'd definitely go again. I think one of us would go again. Okay, guys, thank you for tuning in. If you want to follow along with us on uh, social media, you can do that at Cosplay and Cocktails Pod, P-O-D. And... Yeah, we would love for you to comment or leave us a review on there. Uh, please leave us a review if you're listening to this podcast, but a nice one. Like, don't leave us a mean review. That'd be uh, rude. You know, whatever. I mean, if you want to leave a shitty review, you know, you're going to do it. Don't. Anyway. <sighs> you, but here's the thing. If you've already listened to the end of this episode and you still, like, why didn't you stop listening stop. if you don't like it? Just stop listening. Just stop listening. She's so defensive right now. I'm making a... A gesture. <laughs> um, um, you want me to give the email out? I'm I mean, would you like to? I would like to give out please, our email. Please do. Uh, our email is cosplayingcocktailspod at gmail.com. That's gmail.com. Yeah, that's Paige's uh, trademark. Her, uh, I don't know why, but it is. Uh, that's gmail.com. What can they do there? What would they send um, us? You can send us... Uh, if we've made a mistake, a if, critical error, <laughs> yeah, if we've rolled a critical fail, uh, you can, if we've made a mistake, if you have a cosplay that you want us to, you're proud of, we would love to, off, to we feature our social media cosplayers. If you would like to be a guest, we have, um, if you listened to last week's episode, yeah. we had our very first guest, Natasha, we loved her at Socialist Revolution. 
We loved her. And we have two more guests lined up yeah. for you guys, cosplayers. Yeah, if you, again, if you disagree with us on something, send it to us. We're, you know, open to talking about, mm-hmm. if you were at C2E2 and there's something that we got, you know, that we missed out on. If or, you are C2E2 and you're like, give us another chance next year, <laughs> we'll give you a press pass well, we for free. we not anything bad about them, like, give us another chance. Like, I would give them another chance anyway. <laughs> um... If you have ideas of things you want to hear us talk about, mm-hmm. if there's, you know, if you want to, like, if you mm-hmm. want to, uh, you know, if you're a wealthy gentleman and you want to slide into my DMs, that's a great place to do it. Uh, send me an email there. An email, please. Um, Not on the social media, because I don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to send us cocktail recipes. Please send us cocktail recipes. And please name them. Or God damn it. Right. Just send name us, them. Just send us, like, hey, have you thought about mixing this and this and calling it this? We'll fucking do it. Um, if you're my mom's vendor who's listening to this, thank you for sticking with us. You've made it further than my mom has. Yeah. She told us last night she'd only made it three episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> she got in trouble. So, yeah. anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to us ramble and talk nonsense. We appreciate every single one of you. And we will talk to you soon next time. Yeah. In a week. Are we done? Oh. Are <laughs> we into the future? Okay, bye! Bye!